hello there, you Awakening Wonders on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you download your podcasts. We really appreciate you, our listeners, and want to bring you more content. We will be delivering a podcast every day, seven days a week. Every single day, you'll get a detailed breakdown of current topics that the mainstream media should be covering. But if they are covering, they're amplifying establishment messages and not telling you the truth. Once a week, we bring you in-depth conversations with guests like Jordan Peterson, RFK Jr., Sam Harris, Vandana Shiva, Gabor Mate, and many more. Now enjoy this episode of Stay Free with Russell Brand. Remember, there's an episode every single day to educate and elevate our consciousness together. Stay free and enjoy the episode. Hello there, you Awakening Wonders. Thanks for joining us on our voyage to truth and freedom. Remember, become a supporter, subscribe to our content, and it means that this movement will have a chance to grow. It's going global. Farmers, truckers, everywhere. People are rejecting centralized authority. People no longer trust the media, and with good reason, because there are numerous agencies that are being deployed to crush dissent when it comes to important issues like, well, public protests for one thing, dissent against war for another, the whole handling of the pandemic, and we've got violence information based on the reporting of Lee Fang, you should follow him on Substack, who has exposed the involvement of numerous agencies when it comes to shutting down dissent. One in particular called Logically has been particularly vociferous and aggressive against me. We're going to look at who they've been controlling this year. And we're also going to look at how the legacy media and mainstream benefit from being able to control narratives and how it is their job to normalize and amplify the agenda of the powerful. So remember, support our content if you can. There's a link in the description and we need your support. Now more than ever, this is nothing short of a war for freedom. Not the kind of war that your governments are advocating for, of course, where they're talking about introducing conscription in actual European countries now, literally like this one, but intellectual freedom, spiritual freedom, personal sovereignty. That's why it's so interesting to see someone like Barack Obama, an elder statesman of the establishment now, someone who swept into power under words like change and hope, but governed from a position of total control, bailing out the bankers, giving BlackRock unprecedented power. Check it out and look into it when it came to that financial crash. Let's look at Barack Obama now talking about misinformation and disinformation. It's astonishing the way that he actually inverts truth. We've got to shut down independent media. They muddy the water on important issues. But who really muddies the water? Who really obfuscates facts and truth? Who really benefits from controlling your attention and private personal consciousness? Plainly, it's the establishment. Let's get into it. Understand, it's not necessary for people to believe leave this information in order to weaken democratic institutions. So he's saying that misinformation is dangerous even if you don't believe it. That's to stop you saying, well, I'm able to watch content myself and decide for myself whether or not I think something's true. If I see something that's plainly ludicrous, some outlandish theory, I'm able to discern and decide using my intellect, my relationships, my understanding whether it's true. Barack Obama is saying, no, it isn't. You are not able to make that decision. That's authoritarian. He stands there at Stanford University, ironically, one of the institutions who suffered greatly during the pandemic. For example, Jay Bhattacharya works out at Stanford University, had much of his information, notably the famous Barrington Declaration, shut down by the very establishment that Barack Obama is standing there advocating for right now. You just have to flood a country's public square with enough raw sewage. As a side note, if Donald Trump used incendiary language and evocative imagery like free speech being compared to raw sewage, liberals would say, oh my God, I can't believe that Donald Trump compared free speech to raw sewage. But there's Barack Obama doing it, but he's at Stanford and he's, you know, got a documentary on Netflix, so it's all cool. You just have to raise enough questions, spread enough dirt, 
plant enough conspiracy theorizing. Conspiracy theories like, for example, the virus emerged from a laboratory. It's possibly the result of bioweapon research, that lockdowns may not have been effective, that NATO may have participated in the escalation of the conflict between Ukraine and Russia by allowing Ukraine to join or flirting with Ukraine and inviting them to join, that the Nord Stream pipeline was not blown up by Russia, but by allied NATO interests. All of these conspiracy theories are, as you know by now, let me know in the comments, true. And that doesn't mean that there's not a wicked Wikipedia pop-up or some warning pop-up under there because the establishment, of course, does not benefit from you being awakened and tuned in. It benefits from you being dozy, sleepy, slumbering and tuned out and that's how they want to maintain you. That citizens no longer know what to believe. Once they lose trust in their leaders, in mainstream media, in political institutions, like, you're just listing this stuff, but of course we've lost trust in our leaders. Barack Obama himself, after saying he would govern in peace, did more drone strikes in Syria than anyone else during the 2008 financial crisis, bailed out the banks when he could have bailed out ordinary American families. When it comes to the legacy media, they reported a bunch of lies throughout the entire pandemic period, and other government institutions, pick one, and I'll give you a reason not to trust them. In each other, in the possibility of truth, the game's won. So that is Barack Obama, statesperson for the establishment, mouthpiece for establishment interests. I'm not judging Barack Obama on anything other than his record while in office. The drone strikes, the 2008 crash, how he responded to it and what he does now. We have some excellent reporting here from Lee Fang that explains to us exactly how the government is able to create a censorship industrial complex through the deployment and employment of peculiar non-government agencies that essentially function as the cartilage between corporations and national governments and how the two of them work together to shut down dissenting voices. I'm particularly passionate about this because I'm one of those voices, only one of many. And of course, I recognize that the real important thing is you, your attention, your consciousness, your compliance or disobedience, depending on what stories you pay attention to. This is fascinating. Brian Murphy, a former FBI agent who once led the intelligence wing of the Department of Homeland Security, reflected last summer on the failures of the disinformation governments board, the panel formed to actively police misinformation. The board Board, which was proposed in April 2022 after he left DHS, was quickly shelved by the Biden administration in a few short months in the face of criticism that it will be an Orwellian state-sponsored Ministry of Truth. In a July podcast, Murphy said that the threat of state-sponsored disinformation meant the executive branch has an ethical responsibility to rein in the social media companies. American citizens, he said, must give up some of your freedoms that you need and deserve so that you get your security back. You will hear this offering many times. We have to give up some freedom in order to get security. We all know there's going to be some sort of cyber event coming, I would imagine, in the coming months or at most years that will be used to legitimise new measures to prevent ongoing encryption. This is not my information. Whitney Webb knows a lot more about this stuff than I do. You can see our interview together by clicking the link in the description following our content there. The legal problems and public backlash to the Disinformation Governments Board also demonstrated to him that the government has a major role to play, but they cannot be out in front. The government recognises that they have to censor, otherwise they will lose respect and they will lose, therefore, control. But the job of censorship has to be done. This is how they've solved this problem, by appointing groups like Logically, who have been involved in everything from shutting down dissent around the pandemic, true dissent, dissent around the war, true dissent, and are going to be used in your forthcoming election to shut down your conversation. You might take an educated guess right now which side they'll be batting for. Hmm, I wonder. 
Murphy, who made headlines late in the Trump administration for improperly building dossiers on journalists, has spent the last few years trying to help the government find ways to suppress and censor speech it doesn't like without being so out in front that it runs afoul of the Constitution. Oh, if only we could be out in front, but this damn Constitution? Could we burn it or defecate on it? Well, you basically have been. He has proposed that law enforcement and intelligence agencies formalise the process of sharing tips with private sector actors, a hybrid constellation including the press, academia, researchers, non-partisan organisations and social media companies to dismantle misinformation campaigns before they take hold. Generally, I have to say they are more interested in misinformation that happens to be true than misinformation that is false because misinformation that's true is what's likely to mobilise and galvanise you and to make you disobedient and awakened, to make you recognize that we are now at a pivotal moment where we're talking about potential world wars and total control of the individual. More recently, Murphy has worked to make his vision of countering misinformation a reality by joining a United Kingdom-based tech firm, Logically AI, whose eponymous product identifies and removes content from social media. Since joining the firm, Murphy has met with military and other government officials in the US, many of whom have gone on to contract or pilot Logically's platform. Logically says it uses artificial intelligence to keep tabs on over one million conversations. That's astonishing, isn't it? They're keeping tabs on a million conversations. That's surveillance. That's the kind of thing that Edward Snowden revealed to us and Julian Assange, who are, of course, exiled and imprisoned, respectively. The situation has gotten worse, not better, since those revelations. That's why those brave heroes are being punished, because the government has no intention of stopping those actions. Indeed, they are increasing it. It also maintains a public-facing editorial team that produces viral content and liaisons with the traditional news media. The traditional news media and government have a pact together, as perhaps best enshrined by the Trusted News Initiative, which we've reported on before, which amounts to a relationship between legacy media organisations, some corporate and some state, that work together to oppose and crush independent media. Why? Because they are allied with one another. They are allied with the globalist project. It differs from others in this industry by actively deploying what they call countermeasures to dispute or remove problematic content from social media platforms. So they actively censor and shut down private information. Free speech, essentially. The business is even experimenting with natural language models, according to one corporate disclosure, to generate effective counter-speech outputs that can be leveraged to deliver novel solutions for content moderation and fact-checking. Meaning that your comments would have stuff like, hey, that's not true, that's not actually true. Let me know in the comments and chat if the bots are already busily at work. Because if this is what we know, imagine what we don't know. Imagine what is masked and veiled under the auspices of top secret and other legislative measures that are used to control the information you've got access to because of course you're too stupid to think for yourself and speak for yourself. You've just heard Barack Obama explain that to you, right? Raw sewage. In other words, artificial intelligence-powered bots that produce in real time original arguments to dispute content labelled as misinformation. How terrifying. So straight away you'll say something that is true, but the government wish wasn't, and a flood of comments will appear. I wonder if any of you have noticed anything like that already. In many respects, Logically is fulfilling the role Murphy has articulated for a vast public-private partnership to shape social media content decisions. Its technology has already become a key player in a much larger movement that seeks to clamp down on what the government 
government and others deem misinformation or disinformation. A raft of developing evidence, including the Twitter files, the Moderna reports, the proposed government disinformation panel, and other reports, has shown how governments and industry are determined to monitor, delegitimize, and sometimes censor protected speech. The story of Logically AI illustrates how sophisticated this effort has become in its global reach. The use of its technology in Britain and Canada raises red flags as it seeks a stronger foothold in the United States. As is often the case, they pilot in countries like Canada and our beloved country and Australia before introducing measures in the US. Look at how aggressive during the pandemic Australia were and Canada. And don't you remember how surprised you were? Like, I thought everyone in Canada was sort of cool and relaxed. Uh-uh. Or Australia. I thought those people were relaxed about everything. Wow, seems that there was some kind of authoritarian experiment being played out, doesn't it? Logically now has broad contracts across Europe and India and has worked closely with Microsoft, Google, PwC, TikTok, and other major firms. Meta contracts with Logically to help the company fact-check content on all of its platforms, WhatsApp, Instagram, and Facebook. So they're not independent at all. You've got the government and private social media firms working together with a private organization that has the ability to demonetize, criticize, condemn, shut down, control, shadow ban your content, as well as, if it ever became relevant, providing a vast army of bots to dispute content that you were creating, whether it was true or not. Remember, malinformation, even by their own diagnosis and analysis, is information that's true, but not convenient. The close ties to Silicon Valley provide unusual reach. When logically rates a piece of content as false, Facebook will significantly reduce its distribution so that fewer people see it, apply a warning label to let people know that the content has been rated false, and notify people who try to share it. Meta and Logically announced in a 2021 press release on the partnership. Have a look right now, under this piece of content. During the 2021 local elections in the UK, Logically monitored up to 1 million pieces of harmful content, some of which they relayed to government officials, according to a document reviewed by Real Clear Investigations. The firm claimed to spot coordinated activity to manipulate narratives around the election, information they reported to tech giants for takedowns. Remember, Logically are going to be working in your country coming up to 2024. I wonder what type of information they'll be amplifying. I wonder what kind of information they'll be controlling and censoring. Let me know in the comment and chats who you think Logically will be working for in the forthcoming election in your country. The following year, the state of Oregon negotiated with Logically for a wide-ranging effort to monitor campaign-related content during the 2022 midterm elections. In a redacted proposal for the project, Logically noted that it would check claims against its single source of truth database, which relied on government data, and would also crack down on malinformation. A term of art that refers to accurate information that fuels dangerous narratives. Accurate information that fuels dangerous narratives. Let me give you what my take on that is. If you knew the truth, you'd stop cooperating. So you have to be lied to. You have to be prevented from receiving the truth. Because if you knew it, you would change. You would awaken. You would not cooperate. You would disobey. You would realize a new world is possible. Because the more of this stuff I'm exposed to, the more I feel that way. And I reckon you do too, do you? The firm similarly sold Oregon on its ability to pressure social media platforms for content removal. So they told them that's what they're going to be doing. Logically's reach into the US market is quickly growing. The company has piloted programs for the Chicago Police Department, and Pentagon records show that the firm is a subcontractor to a program run by the US Army's Elite Special Operations Command for work conducted in 2022 and 2023. Questions swirl over the methods and reach of the firm as it entrenches itself into American life, especially as logically angles to play a prominent role in the 2024 presidential election. Extraordinary. So look at the power that this organization has. Look at the funding that it's receiving. Look at its apparent goals, shutting down true but inconvenient information. And think about how that may play out in the next election in your country. The
reason that the reporters know so much about Logically is because of the way they behaved in our country during the COVID pandemic. Let's have a look at that. In March 2020, as Britain confronted the spread of COVID-19, the government convened a new task force, the Counter Disinformation Unit. The secretive task force was created with little fanfare, but was advertised as a public health measure to protect against dangerous misinformation. Caroline Dynage, a member of parliament overseeing media issues, later explained that the unit's purpose was to provide authoritative sources of information and to take action to remove misinformation relating to misleading narratives related to COVID-19. It's of course Caroline Dynage that spoke to YouTube asking if they would be demonetizing our content after that curious scandal and attack era a couple of months back. Caroline Dynage also sits on a committee that regulates social media and she also proposed the online safety bill, which ultimately amounts to censorship on the auspices of, you guessed it, protecting children. The CDU, it later emerged, had largely outsourced its work to private contractors such as Logically, which received a total of roughly $3.2 million. That's taxpayer money, of course. Taxpayer money to censor free speech. That money went into far-reaching surveillance that monitored journalists, activists and lawmakers who criticised pandemic policies. Logically was also involved in pandemic work that blurred the line with traditional fact-checking operations. In India, the firm helped actively persuade patients to take the vaccine. In 2021, Jane, the founder and CEO of the company, said in an interview with an Indian news outlet that his company worked closely with communities that are today vaccine-hesitant. Remember now what we know about vaccine hesitancy, given some of the things we've subsequently learned about AstraZeneca and potential fatalities, Johnson & Johnson and blood clots, Pfizer and myocarditis, potential effects on pregnancy. There's certainly reasons for hesitancy. But that's the kind of information that presumably logically were involved in censoring and shutting down. The company, he said, recruited advocates and evangelists to shape local opinion. In 2022, logically used its technology on behalf of Canadian law enforcement to target the trucker-led freedom convoy against COVID-19 mandates, according to government records. Now, you know how the government felt during that period. They illegally evoked an emergency act. They called those truckers Nazis. It seems wherever you find dissenting voices, wherever you find the potential for people to come together and oppose state globalist power, you will find organisations like Logically de-amplifying the information, creating evangelists and advocates to blur and confuse the conversation in precisely the way, actually, that Barack Obama said independent media do. Raw sewage. But it seems to me that while misinformation could take place in any community, the independent media's problem is not that it's dishonest, but that it's honest, that it's truthful, that it treats the audience as a member of a community that is interested in conveying information that is not helpful to what seems to be a globalist agenda. Logically's team floated theories that the truckers were likely influenced by foreign adversaries, a widely repeated claim used to denigrate the protests as inauthentic. You will see Nancy Pelosi right now this week saying that anti-war protests are probably funded by Putin and it should be looked into. If anyone's funding needs looking into, it's Nancy Pelosi's. In some cases, Logically has piled onto news stories to help discredit voices of dissent. Last September, the anti-misinformation site leapt into action after British news outlets published reports about the sexual misconduct allegations surrounding comedian and online broadcaster Russell Brand. Hey, one of the outspoken critics of government policy in Britain. Brand, a vocal opponent of pandemic policies, had been targeted by Logically in the past for airing opinions critical of the US and UK response to the virus outbreak and in other moments for criticising new laws in the European Union that compel social media platforms to take down content. Specifically because I believe these censorship laws are not about protecting us, but about controlling us. That these censorship laws are about pushing legacy media outlets that amplify and normalise the narratives of the powerful and shutting down dissenting voices. 
voices. And it seems that I'm right. Indeed, logically, in all their snooping and spying and surveilling and censoring and shutting down, that nothing that had been said on this channel was untrue. But the site took dramatic action when the sexual allegations, none of which have been proved in court, were published in the media. Joe Ondrak, Logically's investigations head, provided different quotes to nearly half a dozen news outlets, including Vice, Wired, the BBC, and two separate articles in the Times that depicted Brand as a dangerous purveyor of misinformation who had finally been held to account. This is where you have to look at the content for yourself and decide for yourself. And again, that's one of the ideas that's being conveyed as conspiratorial and not right. Do your own research. That's fascist and right wing. Trucker protests. They're fascist and right wing. Farmer protests. They're fascist and right wing. Vandana Shiva, the Indian activist, even she's fascist and right wing. It seems that so many people are included in fascist and right wing that it's the most inclusive and diverse group on the planet. Ironically, this is the person that works for Logically, government funded, that employs people from the FBI and deep state. This is his statement about me and this content. He follows a lot of the ostensibly health yoga retreat, kind of left-leaning, anti-capitalist figures who really got suckered into COVID scepticism. Yeah, that means that during COVID, my attitude towards COVID and the measures altered based on information and science. Before, I was just sort of like, yeah, yoga, quite left-leaning, bit anti-capitalist because I'm worried about sort of issues of control and power. Then, hang on a minute, is this some sort of massive weird scam that's generating a wealth transfer where Big Pharma are getting richer and richer, where people that work for regulatory bodies are taking jobs in Big Pharma, that's legitimising state authoritarianism, where true information is being shut down. That sort of thing does make a person a bit cynical. Covid denialism and anti-vax and then spat out of the Great Reset at the other end. Ondrak told Wired, look into the Great Reset and it's a little truer than people like Joe Ondrak would like. In one of the articles published by the Times, Ondrak aired frustration on the obstacles of demonetising brand from the Rumble streaming network. In an interview with the BBC, funded by taxpayer money, Ondrak, funded by taxpayer money, gave a curious condemnation, noting Brand stopped short of airing any actual conspiracy theories or falsehoods, but is guilty of giving audiences the ingredients to make the disinformation themselves. What? Like the truth is a cake that you make yourself. Look, I don't trust the state, I don't trust big corporations. During the pandemic period, I've seen a lot of lying and censorship of true information, ironically. During the trucker protests, I noticed a tendency to vilify the participants in a protest movement, probably, I reckon, to shut down the potential of future protest movements. I'm very cynical about the way that farmer protests are being reported on and not reported on and being claimed to be racist. During the reporting around the war and the escalation of tensions between Ukraine and Russia, while I'm sympathetic to Ukrainian people, I'm noticing that there's a lack of reporting on why Russia might be involved in this conflict due to the complexities of regional disputes in the area once part of the Soviet Union. The Nord Street pipeline story seems to be a bit ridiculous. It's unlikely that Russia blew that on themselves. All of which I think is kind of spot on actually true. All of which was undertaken in a participatory investigative inquiring and interrogative spirit rather than this is the truth, stop thinking, do as you're told, forever. Which seems to be the agenda of these organisations. Dynich, the member of parliament who spearheaded the CDU anti-misinformation push with Logically during the pandemic, also leapt into action in the immediate aftermath of the scandal. She sent nearly identical letters to Rumble, TikTok and Meta to demand that the platforms follow YouTube's lead in demonetizing brand. Logically's editorial team went a step further. In its report on the brand allegations published on Logically Facts, it claimed that social media accounts trotting out the innocent until proven guilty refrain for the comedian were among those perpetuating common myths. Innocent until proven guilty is not a common myth. That's in the Magna Carta. That's presumably in the American Constitution. It's one of the cornerstones of justice. It's one of the cornerstones of our shared faith in one another. Talking about innocent until proven guilty as a sort of dubious conspiracy theory. Oh, the old innocent till proven guilty trick. What's next? The earth is flat. The moon land has never happened. The queen was a lizard.
blizzard and we provoked Russia into the war. Mm, the last one might be true. Oh, fair enough. <laughs> the site published a follow-up video reiterating the claim that those seeking the presumption of innocence for Brand, a principle dating back to the Magna Carta, was spreading a dangerous myth. Innocent till proven guilty is being presented as a dangerous myth. What kind of cyber mind, what kind of AI, what kind of globalist agenda would conceive of such a notion? Is this yet another example of the Orwellian inversion? War is good now. That's the only way to get peace. Innocence is bad now. You're all presumed guilty. In the same way, they're all presumed stupid. That's what Barack Obama's position is. You aren't able to look at some information and decide for yourself what's true. Raw sewage. You need to be told what to do, told what is true, kept from access to information that is true that might make you think for yourself using the ingredients of truth to create disobedience and dissent. And most of all, you need to be kept compliant and told the choice between either this party or this party is all that we can offer you in 2024 on the precipice of new global war. I would say that innocent until proven guilty is a pretty important principle. The unusual advocacy campaign against Brand represented a typical approach for a company that has long touted itself as a hammer against spreaders of misinformation. The opportunity to remove Brand from the media ecosystem meant throwing as much at him as possible despite any clear misinformation or disinformation angle in the sexual assault allegations. Rather, he was a leading critic of government censorship and pandemic policy, so the scandal represented a weakness to be exploited. And of course, it was at the time when Caroline Dynage is advocating for, lobbying for, the introduction of new, unprecedented censorship laws in this country. And new, unprecedented censorship laws are being asked for in the EU. And new, unprecedented laws, i.e. the driver's license for the internet, is being advocated for in your country, a Patriot Act, but for the internet. Because of this event, coming soon, we have to take these measures to control you. Notice now that these agencies work in a raft of countries. Notice now that they have incredible power. Notice now that dissenting voices and your individual sovereignty, your freedom of thought, forget Yet your freedom of speech is their enemy. So what can we do? Be discerning. Disobey. Be ready to dissent. Never trust anything you hear from those organisations. And be ready to oppose them vehemently from this moment forward. But that's just what I think. Remember, we make original content every week exclusively for our supporters. And we need your support now more than ever for we are under attack and we believe in your freedom. Indeed. Stay free. <laughs> No, here's the fucking news.